Hello and welcome to today's micro lesson. There are some really bizarre happenings going on in the world at the moment, especially in Australia where Novak Djokovic has been uh, allowed in, then kicked out and then arrested. And it's all a bit surreal with riots in the street. And uh, in other Aussie news, England held on to their draw with stalwarts Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad denying the Aussies victory, which was great to see. It's remarkable to see test cricket, how he can play sport for five days solid. And at the last second of the final day, it's as tense as a World Cup penalty shootout. I know we've got many international listeners on the podcast from Cambodia to the Cayman Islands. So I won't explain the rules of cricket in a short micro lesson. I may need a few hours to get that across. So when I understand the rules of cricket, I'll prepare that episode for you and make it uh, all very simple for you. I've also got a massive debt of gratitude for you because so many of you have left a rating or a review which has helped us to bounce the show up the charts last week and that's been absolutely brilliant. I took a break as you know for a couple of weeks over Christmas so that inevitable slide in the rankings happens if you don't produce new episodes every few days. Now, I know the legendary Olympic decathlete Daley Thompson famously trained twice on Christmas Day because he knew his rivals were either only training once or not at all, and that gave him an edge. But to be honest, I really couldn't be asked, and I really needed to switch off. So my only record-breaking decathlon was a series of 10 gastronomic overindulgences, and I have to say, I probably think I did make the podium for my performance. But thanks to everyone who left a five-star rating and a review because it's massively uh, helped us to get back into the charts and get us into match condition for this week. I saw one five-star review on the Apple podcast platform from Brett Sky 23 from Canberra, Australia. Thanks, Jeremy, for a superb podcast. It's insightful, thought-provoking and contains a wealth of strategies and advice. Keep up the great work and I look forward to hearing more episode. So thanks, Brett Sky 23 Good on you, mate. Talking of Aussie legends, have you watched Shane Warne's documentary yet? It's imaginatively called Shane and it's just been released on Amazon Prime Video and it's definitely worth a watch for the highs and lows of his stellar career. Loads of the Global big guns that you'd expect, Chris Martin from Coldplay, Sachin Tendulkar, Ed Sheeran, and of course myself, were asked to give uh, an analysis of him. So there's some really interesting perspectives and he talks about his time in the IPL, his early years where he was going off, off the rails at one point, and of course that ball of the century that completely changed his life. It's well worth a watch. And keeping that media link, this week I thought I'd share with you the audio from one of the five features that I created with Alison Mitchell and the team at BT Sport for their Ashes TV coverage. It's not available to everybody and uh, you have to subscribe. So I thought it would be good to share that here. And I'm delighted that BT Sport have allowed me to share it with you today. So each one has analysed the psychology of cricket from a different angle in this series of five. We looked at the Ashes mindset and this whole hype that's built up around this uh, series every few years. How batsmen prepare to face those 90 mile an hour thunderbolts, how they build up the courage and the reaction times. We looked at the mindset of bowling spin. That's a completely different challenge and the psychology of fast bowling. So 
We also had a broader dive into mental health in cricket and that's what I'm going to share today. So I realise that not everyone's a cricket fan but BT have done a great job with these features because they've edited in all that emotive footage and imagery behind the discussion that I had with Alison. So you'll get to see how the elite players think between balls and how important this is to developing their courage, their focus and their resilience through these incredibly high pressure tournaments. As ever, these strategies are so relevant for all walks of life, whether you're in sales, in leadership or in a coaching uh, capacity in sport. So I've added the link to the whole series of these five videos, which I'm so delighted BT have allowed me to share. So I'll put the link in the show notes for you to enjoy. So let's dive straight into the conversation where sports journalist and commentator Ali Mitchell kicks off the questions about mental health in cricket. Jeremy, we know an Ashes series is going to challenge a player mentally, but when we consider mental health in cricketers, do you feel that an Ashes series, cricket as a whole even, is a sport which challenges a player arguably more than most other sports? Well, it's an interesting chicken and egg situation, isn't it? I don't know whether cricket creates more mental health challenges than anything else, or whether the cricketers have been brave to open up about it ahead of every other sport, which means that it seems that way. Certainly with people like Marcus Trescothic and Jonathan Trott and Freddie Flintoff and the likes talking about that, you know, I think that's definitely paved the way for other people to speak about it. But we know that cricket is quite unique. It's a team game, of course, but the level of individual scrutiny is, is like nothing else. There's a, a row of statistics every day that says how many balls you faced you know, how many runs you scored, did you hit any boundaries, you know, what's your average and, and what's your sort of last six consecutive scores. So the, the sort of transparency around the analysis, I think, is a, is a challenge. The time away from home is a challenge, clearly long tours, longer than most other sports. And then we've got those, you know, biosecure bubbles that have, have been brought in, in in recent times as well that have amplified that sense of isolation and claustrophobia, if you like, of being part of that unit. So I think there are some elements with cricket that, that make it worse. It's a very technical game, a very transparent statistical game. Um, but yeah, maybe also the players have, have been very outspoken about it and, and that's, you know, been... Uh, you know, inspirational for other sports to, to lead the way. So how can a cricketer achieve the right level of mental fitness required to take on an Ashes series with everything peripheral that goes on around the cricket itself even? So I think you've got to have a business plan like a, a CEO of your own performance company thinking about how can I make sure that I deliver my very best game in the next eight weeks and make sure that all of these extraneous factors don't contaminate my thinking. I think that's what success looks like for an individual, making sure that physically I'm prepared, making sure that technically and tactically I'm prepared. But then I think from a psychological perspective, we need to be thinking about what are the goals that are gonna motivate me? What kind of runs or what kind of wickets or what kind of economy rate can I be setting for myself as an individual? Who am I trying to prove wrong? You know, what kind of motivational fuel can I bring into the mix? And can I have something in my bag that reminds me of that every day or it's on the shaving mirror just to make me, uh, you know, focus on the opposition a little bit more. 
So those things from a motivational point of view, and then it's focus. So how can I make sure that I focus 90% of my energy on what's in my control, my diet, my sleep, my hydration, my gym sessions, my analysis, making sure that I'm fully prepared to be the best I can be and that I'm not getting distracted away by the, the media or social media or anything like that. So I've got plans in place to start thinking about how I'm gonna handle it. Confidence, when I think about confidence, I think about breaking the tour down into one day at a time. It seems much more manageable to handle it like that. And I also wanna look back in my timeline and think about when are the times when I've played at my best? What was I doing? Uh, where's the evidence in my confidence bank account that helps me to believe that I can deliver in this tournament? And then I think what we need to do is wrap this up in what they call a growth mindset. So not just defining myself by my talent and this static judgment of whether I'm good enough or not, but by viewing myself that I'm constantly learning and adapting and becoming wiser and more experienced. So what can I learn from each day's play that helps me to become a better player day after day? And that gives you a great sense of progress and improvement, which is very exhilarating and exciting as opposed to having one setback and feeling like the performance was, you know, this binary judgment of today was a failure, therefore I'm a failure, and that's a bad start to the tour. So I think they are some of the mental skills that we'd be looking to encourage the players to explore and develop through the tournament. There's some things which are more difficult to control though, and one would be what happens out in the middle. Do you think there are things which are out of bounds when it comes to sledging, things which you know, should not be said. And in particular, perhaps if you've got someone who has voice that they've struggled with their mental health, who's then out in the middle in that heat of an Ashes battle. It's a really interesting question. And I think for me, the mental health topic transcends a test match. It transcends an Ashes tournament. So there has to be a level of human respect and decency where some of these very sensitive topics it may be a personal trauma, it may be a, a, the sort of a loss of a loved one or, or the appearance of a loved one or something that is just a bit too far, then that should be off bounds. Now, any of the players that are gonna play in an Ashes tournament are skillful enough to disintegrate somebody, if we use Steve Waugh's analogy, um, with their technique and their intensity and their skills rather than their you know, abrasive words. Ultimately, any type of sledging is, you can see it as a compliment because the player's job is to stay inside that bubble where they are focused on what's in their control, what they're gonna do in the next 30 seconds and staying sort of bulletproof in that space. Anyone that tries to invade that and distract you about your, you know, what your grip looks like or you've changed your stance or something about your family or something derogatory, fast bowlers chat's usually pretty average, it has to be said. Um, then they're trying to penetrate that resilient sort of bubble that you've built. And, and actually, rather than listen to it, you say, great, they feel like they need to do something more than with the bat and the ball to get at me. Let me go more into this shell. Let me reinforce that little zone more. And that gives me a dominance over them. So these things can be turned but I think there's sort of an ethical and a, a sort of a human decency line that, that shouldn't be crossed. And what do you think is a good way of coping with social media, that sense of everyone's got an opinion of you when you, know, you look at your stream and it might be millions of people saying 
negative things about your mean They might also say positive things as well, and, and you might believe the hype both, both ways. For an elite performer, they have this inner circle of advisors, almost like the board of advisors. You know, it might be their parents, it might be their partner, it might be their agent, it'll be the coach. They'll have their own, you know, mentor or group of commercial people or, or support around them. That is the group of people I want to listen to. Then I'm going to put a wall up and if other people are on the other side of that, you know, Red Pants 27 and Johnny 28, you know, if you want an opinion, well, that's fine, you can have your opinion, but you're not in the inner sanctum. All of these people around me, my bubble of 10, that's where I really invest my time and emotion and everyone else, out you go. So that's it. I'm sure you'll agree that those coping mechanisms apply just as well out of sport as they do in it. I really hope you've enjoyed it and picked up some nice reminders to keep your mindset sharp as we embark on another challenging year. Thanks again to BT Sport for allowing me to share this series of videos with you. To access all five of the videos, please follow the link in the show notes. They've got all that really exciting match footage in that brings it all to life. So this was just a, a taster with the audio. They sit alongside all of our free corporate webinars like the Future of Leadership or Resilience and those other core topics on the Sporting Edge website. So go to sportingedge.com into the resources section and look out for Sir Alistair Cook's face and feel free to share them with any cricket lovers in your own network. If you're in the middle of a health campaign and dry January, well done, keep going. And if you're not, you should be ashamed of yourself. No, I'm only joking. I haven't set that challenge myself this year. I couldn't quite face it. But we'll pick up on the New Year's resolutions and plans for the year ahead at some point down the line. But whatever you're doing, make sure you take it easy on yourself. It's really challenging at the moment. So if you speak to yourself like you would a great mate, then you're probably about right. That is, of course, unless you abuse the shit out of your mates, which is never a good idea. But I'd love to help you. We've got a massive library of digital content that we've amassed over the last decades and lots of businesses around the world embed those two minute videos into their own learning libraries and communication. So if you've got a question for yourself or for your team that you're wrestling with, then just ask and I'll create something in one of these micro lesson elements or a private email that we can get to help you with because We've got about 3,000 years worth of expertise with the experts that we've interviewed all combined. So I'm sure they'll have solved something similar as a challenge before. So if you'd like me to help with one of those questions, drop me a note via hello at sportingedge.com and just let me know if it's a confidential one that you just need private help with or if it's something that we can use in the podcast to help other people as well. So that's it. I'd love you to leave a review or a quick five-star rating on the way out and have a great drive or dog walk and we'll see you very soon.